Welcome everybody to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. This is Adam Banks, and alongside with me, back in the studio, is Amber. Amber, how you doing today? Good, how are you? Good. It's finally back to have you here in the studio. We're here in Studio 9305. This is a studio that you've never been in before. I have not been in the studio what, yet. You think? What do you like? Do you like it? I like it. You like it? It's comfortable, ain't it? It's comfortable. It's a, it's a very... This is the... Uh, this would be the flagship studio. Uh, well, really wouldn't be the flagship. It'd be the original studio of all this the is your, This is a... The original studio. Yeah, because when you open up your studio at your home, that's going to be the new... We just need to get together and do it. (sighs) Why haven't we, though? We've been procrastinating. Life got busy the last couple weeks. Holidays have been going on. Holidays, Uh, Christmas. Did you have a good Christmas? I did have a good Christmas. What would you do? Went, spent Christmas with my uh, my in-law, my entire Turner family. Yeah. Um, Did not spend any time with... The hall. You didn't spend any time with like your mom or your dad. Well, I say I seen my mom yeah. um, one day yeah. for a couple of hours. Isn't it weird how Christmas people don't do Christmas on Christmas? It's like they do it on the twenty third or they do it on the twenty first, but on Christmas Day, I feel like a lot of people don't do Christmas on that day. Well, it's just it got difficult for us this year because unfortunately, this year was the first year Wiley worked yeah. in a long time, um, so he worked. What, the 23rd, 24th, 25th? Then he was off on the 26th, so we kind of had to make shift Christmas. Uh, So we went home and spent time with our family uh, during the day, and then we came back, and he went to work, and I went to sleep. I feel bad for a lot of people on Christmas because some people don't have people to spend Christmas with. You know, somebody asked me how I felt about spending, you know, Christmas night kind of by myself. and You spent it by yourself? I did, I did. And I actually think about the best Christmas I ever had. And it was 2011. It was the first year I did not spend. Recent. Well, I mean, that's seven years ago. Um, wow. It was seven. the first year. Yeah, seven years ago. It was uh, the Christmas right after. Um, Six. It's 2017. Six. 2011. It'll be seven. Six. It'll be seven. Yeah, next year. Uh, <laughs> next year to be seven. Whatever. Anyway, you were uh, 2011 Christmas. That was the first Christmas that I had spent by myself since um, I had parted ways with my boyfriend of several years. Mm -hmm. And I usually would spend it with his family. Um, So I was kind of depressed because I was like, oh man, what am I supposed to do with my life? And uh, I actually got Sir Pizza and White Moscato uh, from Walgreens. And I got drunk and ate pizza and watched A Christmas Story. And I think that will go down probably as the best Christmas I ever had. Really? You enjoyed that? I did. I didn't have to... I didn't have to not cuss in front of my family. I didn't have to... Yeah. I didn't have to put clothes on. Yeah, Christmas, I feel like that, you know... Here's the thing that aggravates me about Christmas. Christmas is a season about uh, God. And I think a lot of times people don't make that season. They forget about the true meaning of Christmas. It is about the birth of Jesus Christ on Christmas Day, right? Isn't that what Christmas is? Christmas, you know, Christmas. So people don't make it out to be that anymore. And it's about now spending time with your family, which is great. But what about those who don't have family to spend time with? I think the suicide rate on around the holidays is probably out the roof. I would say it's probably higher for people who have to spend time with their families. <laughs> I, just, I wonder why that is. You know, 
you know, I kind of was having this conversation. I guess it's been two or three weeks ago. Actually, no, I think that you and I had this conversation two nights ago about yeah. how you pick your family. Yeah. But and why do people hate going to their family's house? Is it because their family's just so bad? Well, I mean, just like with friends or, you know, with acquaintances that you have, I mean, just because they're your family doesn't mean that you have the same personality types, you know. If your grandma's a fucking dick, then obviously <laughs> you don't want to be around her. Yeah. Case in point. Yeah. You know. And I just, I don't know, like... I mean, my brother's cool, you know. Mom's chill when she wants to be, but for the most part, you know, I don't know. I like I like going to my in laws. They're just they're even killed all the time. Well, and, yeah, I think that family sometimes can be very judgmental. I think that family can really make you feel bad about yourself. I think that those are the people who you care about their opinion and what they think so they can really get to you. And I think people just find it more stressful to be around their family on the holidays. Well, and it's, you know, in your daily life, you pick the people that you actually spend time with. Like, I mean, yes, we've got to go to work, so obviously we have coworkers, but, I mean, you don't really have to discuss anything with them. Yeah. And then, you know, you have your friends, but you physically pick those people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you met this person, hey, you're cool, I want to chill with you, but your family, you're born into. You don't yeah. get to pick them. Exactly. And you feel kind of obligated to love your family because of your family. But when you grow older, you realize that, okay, you know, aside from your parents and your siblings, you are, you look at, you know, everyone else and you're like, I don't have to love you. There's not a no. written rule that says I have to love you. And there's not. And, you know, the older that I get, the more I realize, like, I just don't understand why people are so unhappy. I mean, yeah, shit happens get that um actually what was it in forrest gump you know he steps in that shit and that guy goes oh man you stepped in a big pile of shit and he goes well, it happens and he's like what shit and he's like sometimes yeah sometimes i mean you know that's the attitude people just need to have i mean yes do i get stressed out of course i do my poor husband is a saint for dealing with me but when i'm around people you know i don't tell everybody like oh my god i got a drinking problem and my knees hurt and i ain't had sex in three weeks like Save that shit for your friends. But it's a new year, Amber. 2018 is approaching. A new year is coming. Actually, New Year's Eve is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is New Year's Eve. Actually, in like two hours, that's going to be New Year's Eve. 2018 is upon us. What's your 2018 New Year's resolution? Oh, well, either to be less bitchy or take more drugs or both. Or both. So. You know, I think my New Year's resolution is uh, to make a lot of money. That's what mine is. Because I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. I, I, I think that they're ridiculous. I don't think there's any different from this, from 11.59 to 12 o'clock and no. who you are. And there is nothing that magically changes. Everybody acts like there's a big aura <laughs> that changes in, no. in, on New Year's. When the clock strikes 12, everybody feels like, New Year, new me. I'm just like, no. New Year, same you. The sun's going to come out. It's going to be the same. The you same way. on Tuesday. You can go back to work on Tuesday. Everything's going to be the everything's same. Everything's going to be the same. It's just you got to write a different date on your check. And I will fuck that up for the next three months. Yeah. You'll put seven and have to mark the seven out and put eight. Yep. I'll have to do that whole awkward. It's weird that this decade is slowly coming to an end. It's 2008. Like, and then it's going to be in the 20s again. <sighs> so does that mean that we will no longer say the 20s? We have to say the 1920s when we refer to that decade of the 20s? Yeah. Because this is a new 20s. It will be a new 20s. And it's going to be like the year, the decade of probably a lot of like technological advances. If you think about how far, and we were talking about this earlier as well, if you think about how far we've came with, 
you know, electronics in general, you know, we were talking about how when we were younger, I remember a time I didn't have a cell phone. Yes. I can remember that. Yes. I remember what it was like to, if you had anybody talk to you, you literally talk to your pets or your siblings. Yeah, I never really did talk to my pets, but I, I do, do. I, I do understand what you're talking about with the cell phones. Like it's, it's crazy to say this. But I never did have unlimited texting till my junior year of college. And it is safe to say I really legitimately never had a cell phone until my freshman year of college. Because in high school, I had a Nokia, but it only got service at the high school. And, and I only used very, it. You never answered it. Never answered it. Oh, nobody ever called it. I used to. You used to call them, and I would call you back on your landline because I couldn't true. get service. I could never get service. When you grow up in eastern Kentucky, you can't get service anywhere. No. But now when we go home, we do have service and places we didn't used to have it. So now I feel like we cheated. A lot of kids and a lot of people who are teenagers now, and it will be like this for the rest of time, always have it easier and more convenient. Well, and something else that I think about, and I remember because you and I were the ones who were so excited about it. But do you remember when we had the opportunity to finally sign up for Facebook? Because we had college email accounts. Yes. Back in the day, you could not get Facebook unless you unless had a college you email had account. had .edu. You had to have it. You had to have that. Yes. Whether it was There was a time and place that, you know, your drunk aunt Rhonda couldn't send you, you know, the sparkling bear telling you to pass it on to 10 people. It is sad that Facebook has, um, it's evolved into what it is. I, I can understand why it's evolved because it's successful and it's never been bigger but the the mystique of Facebook was just so cool because it was just a college community that could use yep. it. You didn't have to worry about your parents getting on there and seeing anything because you had to have .edu. And I try to explain that to people that it did not start out the way that it is now. Yes. Like, it was just, there was no trending. There were no ads. It was just people that you awkwardly made on campus that you added or they added you writing some shit that you would look at you would like and then you would make fun of them with your friends 20 minutes later yeah and remember how big the photo was when you were tagged in a photo oh that was like the biggest thing that was the biggest thing somebody wrote on your wall you were like i've made it yes or you got a friend request you got really excited or messages to say "Ooh, messages were always deep yeah they were the dm the dm but facebook yeah that was that was cool but i understand why it's evolved and what it is and kids today, Facebook is not their thing. Like it's it's no. the older it's that's what older people use. They like Instagram, they like Twitter. You know, I I like Instagram a lot. I'm not a big fan of Twitter. Snapchat, I don't Snapchat, think... I forgot about Snapchat. Snapchat, huge fan of Snapchat. Snapchat's big, yeah, Snapchat's use big. That, uh... like, did you Snapchat the show entrance? Yes. Did you send it to me? I put it on my story, but you I saved put it. In your story good. Yeah. Good. I put everything on my story. Like I've started making videos about things that piss me off throughout the week so yeah you you have a really good uh uh, instagram or snapchat uh, handle what is it what's your snapchat handle tell everybody your snapchat name so people can watch your snapchat it's ambu yes 447 ambu 447 and you know i was looking at somebody's name the other day and they had this awkward ass combination of numbers and i was like how in the hell did you come up with that? Well, they probably tried their name, and the Snapchat wouldn't let him because there's like a million uh, Sam Smiths so out there. So they do like one, two, three, four, five. And like that's probably what he did. Like not 
You messed it all up. How do, how do you, <laughs> what's, that, what's that song? It's uh, Jenny, uh, I Got Your Number, 867 by Tommy Two-Tone. Sing it. I am not singing. How do you, how do you say Eight six, six seven, seven five, five three oh nine. I can never sing that song by myself. I would have to have somebody sing it with me. You suck. Eight it. six seven five three oh. Is that what it is? Eight <laughs> six seven five three oh nine. Do you remember um one eight hundred ninety five Jenny? Do you remember that? No, the Jenny Craig. The heck? I thought. That's, <laughs> I thought that was a song. No, I do remember that. Eight hundred cleaners. Stanley Steamer Makes carpet cleaner. That's kind of recent, though. No, not really. I mean, now I tell you what I what I loved growing up was infomercials, but yeah. not any infomercial. Mm-hmm. I like the CD infomercials because they would come on at like midnight. Yeah. So you'd have like Celtic Chance. They'd be on there with like all this Enigma shit. Let me ask you though, did you order a I CD did off not, of an infomercial? Because that's right when illegal downloading was super big. So you downloaded all your music. I would illegally download Man, that shit. really took CDs out, didn't it? It did. Yeah. It they, really did. They don't sell CDs hardly anymore, people. Now sometimes I'll buy one just because you know it's the same people say the same thing about books you know they they'll buy physical books because they like to have something to touch mm-hmm. you know if you're electronically doing everything you don't really have anything to touch yeah i like to have a cd to hold it yeah to know you always have access to that song to that song not really regardless of where i go because they don't make purple cd players anymore yeah but you know youtube has made it to where you can put anything now on your radio that's true you can I mean it's amazing like you don't really need CDs anymore it makes you feel like though you never really own it like even with like a uh, video you don't have like videos of anything anymore like home videos it's all digital it's with everything's photos digital. everything's digital you can't like pull out a photo and say look at this photo like it's digital you don't and that's what's you don't really feel like you own things exactly anymore. I like to touch it like movies like if you like a movie you're like oh I'm not going to buy this movie because I can look it up on YouTube but you you know it might it's auto- not the same it's not what the same what about if my internet goes out yeah. you know how am I supposed to watch it yeah how are you supposed to watch it like I videos, still buy DVDs yeah videos back in the day owning them really meant something so yeah I still buy DVDs too they cost like $2 a DVD, though. But have you seen some DVDs that are still like up there in price? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I don't know. If you think about like back when, oh my goodness, you know what? 2000 is when I got my first DVD player. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. So I've had a DVD player for 18 years. Back in the Y2K wow. era. Back <laughs> yes, in the Y2K, Y2K era. But I remember that DVDs back then were like $29.99. $29.99. Easy. I remember my first... DVD was uh, Ready to Rumble with David Arquette. Oh, jeez. Yes, it was uh, my... F- and I think Light Mike with Bow Wow was my second DVD. You want to go to Bow Wow's house? Oh, I want to go to Bow Wow's house. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about him twice now today. <laughs> yeah. She, uh... She, uh... That girl, man, she was obsessed with Bow Wow. In L.A., there was a girl... For those of you guys we who were... We were taking, like, one of those little tours, you know, LA, like... Looking at celebrity houses. And uh, we were fighting, of course, because we always fought. Yeah. Uh, because he decided he was going to jump beside the window. And I was like, what the hell? I wanted to sit beside the window. <laughs> he jumped beside the window, so he got to look out. And I was trying to take pictures. And this little girl was, like, right in my ear, like, hollering at 
the bus driver's like, I'm going to Bow Wow's house. Yeah. And I remember like. And we, we went to Bow Wow's house and like she wanted to jump off yes. the bus. Like. She's in that picture. I took a picture and she's in it. I think I intentionally took a picture. So, I think so I intentionally had, I set up a photo bomb before it was cool. That's funny. Well, uh, so you, I want to tell the podcast there. If you have, if you ever get lost in the world of YouTube, there is a video you need to check out. It's called Zach Morris's Trash, and it's by Funny or Die. Funny or Die, and it talks about the character Zach Morris on Save the Bell. How big of a douchebag he really was. He was tra- We've talked about this all day, but he was trash. He really was. He was a guy like you don't really notice it growing up as a kid cuz they try to paint like a good wholesome image around all those characters, but when you look at some of the things that Zach Morris did and how he did to accomplish them, he was a douchebag. He was a douchebag. Making fun of the girl in the wheelchair, I mean, always announcing that she was in a wheelchair. Offering the homeless girl food to try to get her to kiss him. <laughs> Like, I can't get over that. Yeah. And he faked being Indian. He faked being an Indian. He faked being Jew. Jewish. Like, some of the, like, the biggest, you know... Racist things that you could that do. That you could possibly do. He was very racist in that Indian episode. He was very racist. <laughs> he was very... What was it? Running Zach was his name. Running Zach because he or, was... Or no, Running Wind. He was Running Zach, wasn't it? Was it or was it Running Wind? I don't know. That episode used to scare me. When the guy used to show up in Zach's room. Oh. They used to freak me out. Like in the episode where Zach had the surgery on his knee. Oh. When Lisa was a candy striper. And he died. Yeah. And they had his locker. Yep. Taped off. Like that used to scare me. Well, I mean, I don't know how he thought he was going to die from knee surgery. Now that sometimes I think about that, that's Sometimes people don't wake up, though, from surgery. You know that. Anesthesia. I know, but that's kind of dumb. Anesthesia. Sometimes people don't wake up from it. And Save of the Bell, like it, some episodes like scared me. But you got to understand, that was a Saturday morning show for kids, and I watched it like every. I would watch it anytime it would come on. <laughs> I actually had uh, VHSs of like, uh, you know, best of, you know, season one, season two. I had that, and actually, that one where he busted up his knee was actually on one of them. And I remember it used to scare me because the girls done that bum, 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 bum. No, that was the wedding song. No, they, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, there they we go. That, that's it. But they had his picture there on the yes, locker. and it they was... all had like black lacy things on their heads. Yes, but the one that when the Indian died, he showed up in Zach's room in front of him like in that ghost. He was a ghost. Well, I mean, if you think back to that one episode when he's talking about Kelly, Kelly shows up all over his room, too. Yeah, Kelly shows up in his room. That was weird. Yeah, Kelly shows up in his room. And then he has that dream also about um, when the lizard died (gasps) and how all of them got tortured. All of them got tortured. Like, one was on a hot stove. Yes. One was freezing to death. That episode was kind of weird. Some of the Bell had some dark episodes. Oh, my gosh. The Haunted Mansion when um, I love that, that one. That was my favorite Save of the Bell episode. The haunted. The, I don't the, think um, it's my favorite. The mystery I really, mansion. I really think my favorite is the caffeine pills, only because I loved Hot Sunday. I loved that little band that they made. Yeah, I love that video. I also liked the uh, radio station episode. Yes. Yeah, I liked that one. I liked the episode of. Gosh, there's so many episodes of Save the Bell to choose from. I like the one where... I like Belding's brother episode. I love that episode! <laughs> Why do you like that? I don't 
No, I remember growing up thinking, oh my God, he is so hot. And if I see guys now with longer hair, I'm like, oh my God, he needs to shave his head. Yeah, but, you know, it made building... You, it made you realize how awesome Mr. Belding was. Even though he wasn't that cool... What was his name? Rod? Rod. Rod Belding. That was his name. You just... I don't know. It's like people always think like they want this particular, you know, type of way. They want somebody that's always fun and, you know, carefree. But it's like, you gotta have somebody that cares just a little bit. Yeah. You know, he didn't care, you know. He wanted to watch kids make out. Yeah, exactly. You know, getting and- a white water rafting incident. <laughs> I mean, like, if some shit like that back on back home, I'd be like, I gotta go. I can't with this. That was good, though. You guys need to check it out. Zach Morris' Trash. It's a good parody. It is. Uh, it's We watched it all in one night. They're about two minutes apiece. Eight, ep- eight episodes. No, there's 12. 12, there's 12 episodes. Yeah, there's 12 episodes. Working on a season piece. two. They are working on a season two. Um, I think we should maybe write in. Because I'm pretty sure that we could commentary some of those videos. Oh, so they would take write-ins? I don't know. We should try. Yeah, just give them ideas of episodes. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you could take every seventh of an episode and make a Zach Morris' Trash episode. You really could. <laughs> I mean, I still stand by I would have loved if we would have had the open-close button for our lockers when they auctioned off Lisa's clothes. I would have loved that. Is that one of your favorite episodes? It is. The uh, Lisa card. The Lisa card. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the show. Amber, it's always uh, a pleasure to have you back in the studio doing Off the Cuff. I don't know why you disappeared. You must be ready for that Roseanne reunion coming up. I am ready for that Roseanne reunion. You think it's going to be good? I think good? we should do uh, a live video that night. We should. I think it's going to be a good night. When Roseanne returns? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, she tackled some big issues. Well, what's our favorite episode, though? Because I think we share this, the the... the we share it. You like it when Becky cuts the cheese. Becky cuts the cheese. But my favorite episode might have to be... When Roseanne's dad dies and Jackie gets on the phone and <laughs> tries to explain to her aunt that their dad has died. Dad! He's dead! He's dead! <laughs> That was great. I forgot about that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Off the Cuff. Amber, thank you for being here. Always a pleasure. I'm Adam Banks. We'll see you in the next episode.